0: There's going to be no circumstance where you see people being lifted off the roof of a embassy in the, of the United States from Afghanistan. It is not at all comfortable. Pictures, we've seen those hundreds of people packed into a C-17. We've seen Afghans falling. That was four days ago, five days ago. What did you think when you first saw those pictures? Are going to win. Going to this. No
1: All right, you're listening to Common Man's Common Sense. That was uh, that was Joe Biden post uh, quote unquote withdrawal. No, that was pre that was pre withdrawal. Then on George Stephanopoulos' uh, fluff job that wasn't meant to be post withdrawal, and uh, obviously this is on everybody's mind this week. This is the biggest news in a in a minute, um, and so uh, our stories tonight will primarily consist. Uh, I think we we've, we've, we've got a little bit of variation, but of uh, of this of this abortion. Of a uh, withdrawal process. Yeah. And so one, one of the, the things that uh, I was reading today, uh, and, and I've seen this in, in several outlets, is was that Kamala Harris was instrumental in dismantling uh, two months ago Trump's actual drawdown process that would have left 2,500 troops in, uh, in addition to um, quite a bit of other policy as, as far as how to do this and then the demands they would make of the Afghan government and the Taliban. And so while she was instrumental in that process, as this was all full unfolding uh, Sunday and Monday this week, so Sunday evening, if I'm not mistaken, they had asked her to make a statement because Joe Biden was still on vacation, um, and she refused to do it. That, and there were people off, off the record, you know, anonymously saying that uh, she said, no, you're not going to pin this on me. And so the fact that they're now going to blame it on uh, the Trump administration when they willingly and actively went and dismantled the process that he had put in place for this particular withdrawal, you,
2: that's not going to work. Well, see, and the thing is, too, in that same interview with, uh, with Stephanopoulos, uh, Biden tries to pin uh, that whole deal, he's like, well, you know, automatically I was under a deadline. Trump said that we were going to move troops out, and and automatically I was under under a deadline because I think it was supposed the deadline was originally May, mm-hmm. and uh, so <clears throat> that and that's how he likes to try and pin it on Trump. But the fact of the matter is, like, you went in and null void, just absolutely just went you know run roughshod over plenty of Trump's policies. Mm-hmm. Which and border policy being one of the one of the main ones, and you could have done the same to this deal that that Trump had in place um, with pulling out of with with the Taliban for pulling out of Afghanistan, but you didn't. So, and the thing is, like in in that in that agreement, there was also a clause put in place that would either null you know, null and void that that particular negotiation or you would have to go back to the drawing board and renegotiate if peace talks deteriorated with the Taliban. So there was plenty of ways that he could have gotten out of that. Um my personal opinion is that um
1: this was again this is just my opinion that this was um I think it was calculated for a lot of reasons. I think that there's um, the penchant or, or um, the desire for them to draw eyes away from election fraud. Um, we'll, we'll cover a little bit of that later to, to coincide with that. But uh, the, um, I, I think, too, with with diluting, bringing, and you even had George W. Um, want – with stating his desire to bring a a large amount of refugees here, which was an inevitable consequence of us going there 20 years ago in the first place, um, which just begs the question, what the hell happened with the Afghan military? I mean, you could talk for hours on that subject alone as far as, like, these fighting age males dropping their weapons and hauling ass.
2: Yeah, billions if not trillions of dollars spent on equipment, um, airplanes, rifles. I mean, I've seen pictures of them. They're holding M4s, M16s, whatever. Oh, yeah. I, where do you think they got those? Well, not
1: only are they holding those weapons, they have high they end have, optics. They have all kinds of high end equipment hanging off of them.
2: Yes, they have. They have air support. They have drones. They have all kinds of of equipment that these people just, like you said, these fighting age males that were supposed to be somewhere to the tune of about three hundred thousand, that just, I, I don't, I don't know if they just disappeared, if they dropped their weapons and ran, or if they just dissolved back into the Taliban. So, which, which is. Highly likely. Well, there,
1: there's there's images of stockpiles of weapons that were left behind, and then you still see uh, plenty of fighting-age males clinging to the side of aircraft, packing aircraft full. Um, I saw some women fighting with rifles. I didn't see any men fighting with rifles. I saw uh, women and men hoisting their babies over the fence to British soldiers. And so... And far be it removed for me to say, like, I, I'm obviously not in that line of work. I'm very far removed from, from all of that. So it's easy to arm your sure a quarterback. But by my estimation, the Taliban doesn't seem to be that cunning or crafty. They just seem to be brutal and have instilled fear in the population over there. I don't think that, again, in my opinion, that they're necessarily that formidable. But And this wouldn't be a popular opinion in mainstream, but we <laughs> – Common man's common sense isn't notorious for mainstream pop process. So it just seems to me that when you have, so 70% of their population is 30 years old and down. So that's categorically speaking, you've got a large swath of what would be like our our millennials. And and I don't know this in, in totality or the entirety of the situation, but I do know that they had the rainbow flag for quote unquote pride month flying above the very same embassy that they're now airlifting people, airlifting people off of that Joe Biden said that, that would not happen. And so I've also seen where they had allocated funds for these different um, uh, contracts and for you know, they're allocating this, this government funds for, what was it? The, the transgender studies of the Afghanis. We saw that. That was a real thing. And so you, my opinion would be, and by my, my uh, rudimentary estimation— and a, and a cursory examination is that you guys instilled Americanized millennial culture into them because Americanized millennial culture isn't one of ferocity and, and defense of your own freedom. It's, it's, it's one of cowardice and um, subservience, is it not?
2: Yeah, I mean, because this is that. the
1: same people that are demanding get the F and jab. Do what the government tells you. Because it's an administration they agree with. And so that's kind of one of my opinions on potentially why those 300,000 military... Which, not only that, though, everybody... Well, not everybody. There's video that's been circulating recently of these Afghan soldiers being trained by Americans that can't even perform a, a proper jumping jack. And it wasn't one or two. It was... 10 12 20 however many it was it was it was quite a few how do you work with with people and train people that can't even perform a, a jumping jack or can't even comprehend how to mechan- the body mechanics of performing something as simple as a jumping jack that's that's an issue and so i and maybe there's the syndrome of um when your parents gave you a car, or versus the the people that had to to work and pay for their own vehicle, you take better you take better care of the vehicle that you paid for. And dude, they, they were kind of given everything. And I don't think I think the women more over there more so understood what this meant than the men. But then again, perhaps those men, because they're primarily Muslim, don't comprehend what it means to be a. I mean, and again, this is going to be unpopular. But, but it's my opinion. I cannot understand how people like Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar that, that espouse Islam, Barack Obama espouses the benefits and in, in the champions Islam. If strict adherence to Islamic law and religious practices dictates that you treat women badly, which it unequivocally does, that's a fact. Yes. Why do any women that know this, especially here, or and then in large part there, identify themselves as a Muslim? And I know culturally that that is now dangerous. Um, perhaps you should consider opening a Bible. Is my opinion on on
2: that? What? Yeah, just my opinion. But the thing is, too, <clears throat> and I, I don't know that anybody's particularly arguing the leaving of Afghanistan, I don't know that anybody's saying that that was a bad idea. I mean, should we have been out of there years ago? Probably. I don't know. But what everybody's up in arms about and should be is that we left American citizens behind. Mm -hmm. So why pull our military out when you haven't evacuated all of the American citizens and even these foreign nationals that were helping... You know, with Intel and translators and things like that, like obviously they're they're going to be hunted down and killed. I'm, I mean, there's there's no two ways about mm-hmm. it. So it's not necessarily the pulling out of Afghanistan, but the timeline that you did it and the way that we left. Well, I think also though for them, like I said before, this is
1: calculated and the convenience of expediency, like the the um, the. The idea that the, and, and the situation they've created where you have to get these people out fast. And so I've already seen it, and it's great. And, and man, I don't want to ramble, but there's just such a, 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 a um, cascade of, of things that had come out this week. But, you know, Project Veritas, like we talked about before, you know, people better start being scared of what they do and say. They have a lot of people from within the Biden administration coming forward. They haven't really they've only released very little about it because they've got to sift through it. They said that it's such an influx of information, they're having a hard time keeping up because that's how many people are coming forward. And when you see the the level of bungling, yeah. um, incoherent, um, unorganized craziness that's happening, um. You're, it's inevitable that you're going to see more and more of that. So, but there was an email chain that someone had leaked to Project Veritas that shows where they're pushing up the, to, to the, everybody's demanding, the higher-ups are demanding from the top down to forego the vetting processes that are usually in place. So, that they're doing away with that to bring as many people as possible as fast as they can. And that's one reason, just thinking out loud after you said that, is that, that's why they wouldn't draw down to the way Trump wanted to do it because that would mean you have a vetting process and we know, okay, we can verify that this person, it, check the veracity of what they're saying. Were you at Because I was watching this uh, bimbo on CNN that's over there, and, and it was the, the same one that said, oh, they're mostly, they're really friendly. They're just chanting death to America, but they're really friendly.
2: Yeah, that's uh, Clarissa Ward. Yeah, that's so a, they chased yeah. them out of their... Today there's yes. there's footage of that, and so and she. Uh, just a little side note: she's wearing a hijab.
1: Yeah, well, while the, she's doing that today. They made her cover. They wouldn't speak to her until she covered her, the rest of her face, yeah. and, to, so that only her eyes were exposed. But everybody that was mobbing her when when they made her cover the rest of her face, they're showing credentials. Some some possibly legit. Some you have no idea. They're all translators because they want out. Oh, we're all translators. Ever, all of a sudden everybody's a translator you can't all be
2: translators yeah even the ones that don't speak English exactly not come on get out of here yeah. <laughs> but see I, and I saw a uh I saw an interview well it was a it was a press briefing with the defense secretary uh Lloyd Austin and so the, uh, he lady, seems like a sharp guy yeah he sure did in this interview he was so he's standing up on stage and it's kind of like uh I mean it's it's kind of like they do with any press briefing he's standing up on stage he's taking questions. Uh, from quote-unquote journalists. But so basically they laid out a few options for him um, as to what our options were to get people out because um, by my understanding, America took back uh, an airfield, the airfield that they initially gave up. So we've taken it back over. But the thing is the Taliban has surrounded that airfield. So all of these citizens can't necessarily get to it. Mm-hmm. So even though you have the airfield, unless you're on it, you're not safe. So, and what this what this person asked was basically the way this uh, the way this Lloyd Austin guy, the way he laid it out was, and she put it in the form of a question was. So our only option is basically just diplomacy with the Taliban is what you're saying, like being diplomatic and just. Kind of taking them at their word that they're going to let our citizens through and man this guy stood up on stage and literally like he just choked so he looks left and looks right and he's looking around for somebody that's got the and this is the defense secretary and he's looking for somebody that's got the answer and uh so like they have no idea what they're doing they have, like mm-hmm. this is the the worst and which i and i also Heard on the way over on a local radio show, there's whispers of invoking the Twenty Fifth Amendment, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know if they will, won't. I mean, you can only speculate. Oh, I screenshotted at this point. a lot of
1: headlines from even CNN, uh, MSNBC, CNN. That they came at the the Biden the fictitious Biden administration full bore, and that was my initial thought. Is that's exactly where they're going with this, um, and again. If, if, you had, if you had policy and, um, and a track record of true leadership, you wouldn't have had to have stolen an election. This is, this is what happens. And just like President Trump said, uh, which he's been, I, it's not tweeting because he's doing it on his own. So he keeps releasing statement after statement, just machine gun like he used to on, on that idiotic social media platform. Who's still letting the Taliban post on it? By the way, which
2: yes, absolutely, um, so which our president does not have a, a Twitter account, but the the uh, the Taliban does.
1: Yeah, he would. You know, this is what happens when you steal an election. But and again, they didn't steal an election to govern properly. That's why I think this is just yet another tactic in in, in their toolboxes. But the problem is, man, the the Democrats are so haphazard and, and don't, don't seem to be very cohesive. And dude, it didn't take long at all for the wheels to fall off of this thing. And I don't, I don't see how you clean up this mess. And the thing is, the 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 Democrat Party is always supporting him. They have throughout this. Into, well, I take that back. They did not support him up until he received the Democrat nomination. And so, at, at that point, he he was just a turd that stunk, and nobody wanted to touch him. You know, yeah, Kamala before. the same way. Sure. And so, it's just very very odd how she has these the lowest record low poll numbers, so does he, prior to to their um, them quote-unquote winning the primary, their numbers were still in the toilet until, except the South Carolina primary, and all of a sudden Joe Biden got all this wind in his sails. It yeah. just doesn't you, see. You it, put them together and they're a political powerhouse. Yeah, it doesn't. None of it makes any sense. Yeah. And so that's one of the things, and I've talked about this before just as, a, as a side note, they try to make everything—they they describe it in, these, in, in somewhat complex terminology and make these things seem as if they're a lot more complex than what they really are because, oh, well, you're just, you're just stupid worker bees. Your opinion doesn't matter. You don't understand it because you're not us. In all actuality, when you see, like, the guy you just talked about, the defense secretary, dude, you are not—like, I don't care what your level of schooling is. It's apparent that you're not cut out for this. You're, you don't have the level of intelligence or, or anything else that comes along with this job to do it properly— that much is evident, dude. And so you have, uh, like you've played on here before, the, the ladies from The View, you have policy experience with nothing, but you've got an opinion on it just like us. Only your opinion's the only right one. Everybody else is just a stupid Trump voter. We can't understand these things because like we've talked about so many times, they're nuanced and complex. Mm-mm, no, dude. The withdrawal process, your popularity, all these things are very simple. People's gut feeling is is usually right. You people are full of crap. And one of my questions too is, you know, that I was thinking about this week. Um, and this is cynical, dude. Like, and, and I'm a cynical person, man. And I've and I've got a lot of stuff pent up over a stolen election. But how many people, like the 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 Rhino types that that bought into the public, or rather to the, the mainstream media idea. That it was, um, it was the proper thing to do to to vote for Biden, like like Mitt Romney. You know, I I, I got a, I've got to vote with integrity. Uh, James Comey. I talked to you about James Comey's book, a higher calling. It's a higher calling. I've got a, I have got I can not vote for Trump. I've got a, i have got I voted for Hillary because it's it's a higher calling. He's just he's got a filthy mouth. Yeah, and I don't think that he does have a filthy mouth,
2: and that's obviously I, I think I would know. Um. Well, obviously, mouth. I mean, filthy mouth, uh, and, and we talked about it last week um, with Tom Hanks' son, like, and, and the lady on the, uh, yeah. uh, what was it, the Young Turks. Mm-hmm. She was saying that he had a filthy mouth or whatever, and honestly, like, that's completely irrelevant because you traded somebody that, yeah, maybe he did have a filthy mouth, maybe you didn't, maybe you liked his tweets on on Twitter or whatever, maybe you didn't. But the fact of the matter, like he didn't cause an absolute political and humanitarian just disaster. No, because his like, policy was sound. Yes, you trade you traded good policy
1: and bad tweets for. No tweets and horrific policy. And so my question would be to the people, the Americans that are trapped over there, that inevitably a, a decent enough portion of them supported Joe Biden and family members stateside supported Joe Biden. How do you feel now about those mean tweets? This guy is incompetent. He's inept. He's old. He's senile. And granted, I don't think he's calling very many, if any, shots at all. No. That's what I believe. And so that second audio clip we played at the opening after the – the the. Um, the opening song, um, you can hear the anger in his voice. Like, why are you... <laughs> that's four or five days ago. It was four or five days. That's your answer. How did you feel when you saw this happening? That's four or five days ago. And actually, it was two days ago. When that was recorded, it was two days ago. What kind of answer is that? Yeah, he from, just from, took a
2: lot of naps since then. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what kind of answer is that from, from the leader of the free world, the supposed leader of the free world? And so you can say whatever you want about Donald Trump. Number one, this would not have occurred under Donald Trump, in my opinion, and that would not be a Donald Trump-type answer. Do, and that's the thing. You would hear Donald Trump get frustrated, but he would never not answer the question. He ne- Joe Biden won't answer crap. He can't. He doesn't know how. And, dude, that's, that's because you are a lifelong, corrupt, crooked bureaucrat who finally, finally, after dropping out of two presidential races previously and then losing the one to Barack Obama— you finally got your like lo- again, this old, worn out, stanky old shoe. And he finally won. Come on. Come on, man. And so you are you're, you're not equipped you, just like Lloyd, are not equipped you're not equipped for this job, which is why you had this or they had to steal to get and remember, and I wish we had the clip queued up, we've put together the largest voter fraud organization in the history of the country. Yes. You did.
2: We know it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why when they talk about come on, man, (laughs) come on, when they talk about invoking the Twenty Fifth Amendment, and they're talking about how you know this guy, well, you know, maybe he's not a, maybe isn't equipped to do this job, and and you're just now figuring this out. Yeah. Like you're just now figuring out that this guy's old and he's senile and he's, I mean, he hasn't lost a step. He's lost steps, like. You know what I mean? Like his, this guy's mental decline, like his cognitive co- decline is. I mean, it, it's it's at a rapid pace at this at this point. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he wasn't sharp to begin with. No, he, he was wasn't never an intelligent guy. He yeah. was a
1: crooked guy. He was a shyster. The whole he's a used car. You are cut from the exact same cloth as a used car salesman, which is what if all things were what they supposed to be in the natural order of things, you would be an absolutely be a used car salesman, and you'd probably be good at that because you don't mind to lie to get ahead to reiterate what Donald Trump says this is this is what
2: happens when you steal an election
1: it's 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 pathetic man I, I, yeah. I don't know
2: but the thing and 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 this has all been facilitated by our legacy media like you you've got people on on msnbc and they're pulling the same thing that we all watched during the black lives matter riots mm-hmm. So standing in front of buildings, saying most full, mostly peaceful protest. So you got a guy on NBC or MSNBC, BSNBC, saying that they're having a a mostly peaceful transfer of power. Yeah. So it's mostly peaceful, and he goes on to say, Well, that, gunshots you
1: know, are going off in the background. Yeah, and, and every time they do, the bimbo flinches.
2: Yeah, and then you've got the uh, the lady on CNN, that the Clarissa Ward, the lady we were talking about earlier. Like she's she's standing in front of people. That are chanting death to America. And she says, and I quote, they're chanting death to America, but seem friendly at the same time. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when you've got this and you're wearing a hijab because you have to, because they'll behead you if you don't. Mm-hmm. And the thing is like that, and there's video clips, there's footage already leaked of, of, of dead bodies in the street where mm-hmm. they've dragged these people out of their homes. I, they've, oh, they've confiscated they've take, weapons? Yes. they. Yes, absolutely. They went around, they confiscated weapons, they take whatever you have, and if they know you're affiliated with the Americans, they put a bullet in you, and these people are laying in the middle of the street, and everyone else is, you know, driving their cars, their motorcycles, their bicycles, whatever, just past all of these dead bodies in the street, like it's just another Tuesday. Yeah. So, and then we've got a mostly peaceful transfer of power. So... But and and everybody, which and and these people think that everybody's memory is so short. But I can remember back when we killed uh, Soleimani, mm-hmm. and uh, Trump did, mm-hmm. boom, send the bomb, boom, Soleimani's dead, and all of the outrage. Oh yeah, over the killing of, of a terrorist. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So where's the outrage now? The, these people are. I mean just by virtue of them being killed tells you that they probably helped out Americans. Yeah. So you've got those people laying in the street. Um, you well, got so
1: the, the women that held regular jobs, I would say that, that they're not going to fare too well either. Because like how dare them take that before, on, under religious context, take that off and have a regular job. Yeah. That's, that's why they're fighting. That's why they have the guts to fight. So, Which, and, and I'm sorry, but I'd lost my train of thought there for a, a second when you were saying that, that now the media is saying maybe he's not cut out for this. Yeah, you guys knew that the whole time. So either you're lying then, lying now, or you're just trying to assist the the establishment in ousting this guy and then doing whatever it is you want next. But either way, there is no objectivity. There's no objective person that can say, I, I didn't know he wasn't cut out for this. Looking at the circumstances and looking at his history, I could not come to the conclusion that this guy is not the right person for the job. If you didn't know that until now, you you should punch yourself in the – you should break your own nose because you're an idiot. Yeah. And you should probably cut your tongue out too. Because <laughs> you're too stupid to talk.
2: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and you really, don't, you
1: don't deserve to taste either. You're that stupid.
2: Yeah. You so just drink milkshakes from here on
1: out. Something. No talking, no tasting. Break your own nose.
2: But that's the thing, like, over there, like we were just talking about, they've already got executions in the street. They've already got, like, public beatings and stuff back for for women. The Sharia law is is implemented. And you've obviously got people latching on to the landing gear of a C-17 that are willing to fall from an, an airplane because they want out of there so bad. Like, that would... That's probably a better death. Dude, than but what? I'm
1: confused though. Like, where do they think they're going? Like, because, dude, here, dude, like, this place, I, I hate it because it's covered with these racist Trump voters that hate black and brown yeah. people. Like, dude, black and brown people can't even go to work here. Like, you think the Taliban's bad. Dude, if you come to America and deal with some racist Trump voters,
2: dude, you'd, be, you'd fare better off with the Taliban. Why are you coming here? Yeah, and that's the thing. Like Europe is also they're they're bracing for another influx, and they're already seeing people show up on their shores, yeah. um, and, and boats, whatever. And so the problem with that
1: is it, it so many things. The problem this week is is because now everybody's focused on this. This is what they make no mistake, dude. The media is a for profit business. They're ch- they're also propaganda. They're choosing to focus on this. And it's something that definitely deserves attention. But while you're focusing on this, nothing is being discussed about the DNA evidence that Ilhan Omar was married to her own brother. Mm. Now that's not talked about. Yes. And again, dude, you came here, if I'm not mistaken, as a refugee rescue from Kenya. You hate this place. I it was Somalia. May have been. Yeah. Either way. It's somewhere around in there, yeah. But she did. At that's this point, what, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You, we brought you here to the greatest country on the planet, and you hate it. You hate us for it. You hate what we stand for. And sometimes even under some of that, the causation of that is religious context for her. Um, But look, if you saw the the utter and complete and total fulfillment of Islamic law, which is what you're supposed to want as a quote-unquote Muslim— it would be no different than there. The problem is when you bring this many refugees here, how many Ilhan Omar's, not to mention terrorists are embedded with them, but how many people like Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar that hate this country are going to get into governance and start to do the same things you're doing? And look, you guys are busted dead to rights. Ilhan Omar's district in Minnesota, yeah, voter fraud. You're cheating to get in office. You cheated to, get to do what you did by marrying your brother to even get here. It's terrible.
2: It, it, it is, for sure. Like, But the thing is, like, the left is so caught up in this weird, like, sexual, just, and, and just by, I mean, how, how many people on the left have to get caught in some kind of weird sex scandal? Like, you've got, what, you just had Andrew Cuomo. Mm-hmm. So, just had that guy. You had the guy that was uh, having sex with the uh, Fing Fing, the Chinese agent. Mm-hmm. You got Omar. She's married to her brother. You just you had got- an
1: Arizona state-level rep that's affiliated with Pelosi molested a 14-year-old. You had uh, another one the week before last that was a prominent one in... Uh, it was two. It was two in one week. I had him outlined for that show, and we didn't get to cover him. Yeah. But that was just but two that, that
2: was two in one week. But that's a but the thing, like Epstein and that guy's endless flight manifest of all of you what Democrats. Like and that's a thing. That's just the left. That's just the political left. We're not even talking about the Hollywood left, mm-hmm. all the famous left, all of those people. Like Bill Gates. Yeah, absolutely. Like I mean, you had Harvey Weinstein, like that, that whole casting couch thing, like that, there's no telling how many, I mean, obviously that guy's in prison. So, but on the flip side of that, let me ask you this, where all of those sexual allegations for Trump, where, where did those pan out? Nowhere. Exactly. What about Matt Gates? Where, where? Nowhere. Brett Kavanaugh? Nope. Yeah. that's what I'm saying so you've got allegations that and for our latest one Cuomo like there was so many like women were coming out of the woodworks now either we're going to do the believe all women thing or we need to put this guy back in office I don't know but women coming out of the woodworks for and you know good and well if if there was if there was any way that they could have framed up Trump or framed up Kavanaugh. Yeah. I,
1: it, it would have been done. Well, dude, and that's something with the Republican Party that, that's been going on forever. Like, they still play by gentlemen's rules in all capacities. Um, so, just like the Texas, the idiots that left the Texas le- legislature to go to Washington yeah. to, to stall the election, which there was developments on that t- today again, um, the Texas State Supreme Court ruled that they could be arrested for that and that they they have to come back. But um, so many of those rules, as we know, were never applicable to those people, but um, Republicans never operate on that wavelength so that they would would frame somebody for sexual misconduct like the left does. And so that's the difference with uh, Tara Reid. All of Clinton's accusers and all of Biden's accusers all of Harvey Weinstein's accusers. When you look at these people and you hear their stories, the tells aren't there. They seem legitimate. They say seem, seem coherent. They don't seem crazy. Contrast that and juxtapose that with Blasey Ford, despondent, disconnected, spacey, yeah, dishonest. Like or, you yeah, seem erratic. like all of those. Yeah, you, like, mean, you can't you, even
2: keep up with your own story. Yeah,
1: and so and likewise, the same thing with the the, the rapist, sexy, like. Uh, Trump cornered I me. Mean, we were in the store. There was nobody else on the floor. You know, some people think it's rape is sexy. Yeah, you're normal. No. No. no, you come up with like so. That's the thing. All women should be believed if they sound like kooky wackos <laughs> that are that are abs- that that are that are um pretty obviously being dishonest. Like, oh yeah, you got to believe them. Wh- hence the reason they would have to coin the stupid term to begin with. All women must be believed. Even if they said, like, you left the last part off. The part you didn't say out loud was, all women must be believed because these women aren't believable. That's the problem. <laughs> You're not believable. All women must be believed. If, But if they sound believable and they are believable, ah, you can't believe them. It, everything is backwards with the left. It always has been. And so, um, and I don't even know how we got... To this point in the in the discussion, but. it was
2: oh, it was Ilhan Omar. Oh, right. We were talking about right. her, and, and, and so you, and that's you, the thing. Like, there is DNA evidence now. Yeah. They've hired private investigators to go and found a cigarette butt that she puffed off of, and I believe something that he had, like maybe a cup or something that he had touched his lips to her mm-hmm. brother, her now now that they know her husband brother. Mm-hmm. So, it, it and it's pretty... Where's the hearing on that? I mean, what? Dude, when are we going to get to When is Congress going to get together and I mean discuss this? When you know, Donald Trump got in trouble for calling like certain like
1: women dogs, even though he calls a lot of people dogs. And like my my wife's dog, it had sex with his brother and had two litters of puppies. So they 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 would get in on all the time. Ilhan Omar is no different than a dog. Neither's her brother. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are y'all from? Ke- are they from Kentucky? The- <laughs> Sorry, if anybody yeah. lives in Kentucky, I apologize.
2: Just a joke. Please don't. Yeah, I mean, I, I... <laughs> but but literally, the Omar family tree it just goes straight up. It's just <laughs> yes, yeah. She was Omar before she got married. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how do you explain that? You're going to change your name? Nah, my husband's Omar too. <laughs> <laughs> so up
1: next, um, I've got. Uh... Robert O'Neill, which I read his book uh, years ago. Navy SEAL, who this is on diamondandsilk.com. Navy SEAL who killed bin Laden unloads on Biden administration over Afghanistan and demands resignations. In 2011, former U.S. Navy SEAL Rob O'Neill killed Osama bin Laden. Now, O'Neill is unleashing on the Biden administration following the devastating decision to precipitously withdraw U.S. troops in Afghanistan. The Biden administration's failure to understand the movement of the Taliban and provide effective preparation with the Afghan government has had horrifying consequences. U.S. troops have been under fire at least twice, while at Kabul's Karzai International Airport, the New York, New York Post reports, quote, <clears throat> thousands of Afghans have been filmed desperately chasing after and clinging to U.S. Air Force plane, a U.S. Air Force plane as it taxied down the runway with multiple people plunging to their deaths after the aircraft took off in a frantic attempt to flee the country after the Taliban takeover, the report adds. O'Neill called on General Mark Milley to resign. Milley is the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Quote, there are Afghans falling to their deaths off of our retreating aircraft, O'Neill said. Has the Joint Joint Chief of Staff resigned yet, O'Neill said. Has this dude quit yet? And so O'Neill made the following nine remarks in response to the chaos unfolding in Afghanistan. Number one, this is the worst loss in American history. Our most popular president has vanished. Prove me wrong. Number 2. Everything everything Democrats touch t- Democrats touch turns to shit me wrong. Number 3. My friends who died for no reason we would be disgusted with this administration. Number 4. Have any of our generals and admirals resigned out of disgrace yet? Number 5. We've heard more from the Taliban than we have heard from the most popular president in our history, anything press secretary. Number 6. People are being killed trying to evacuate Kabul. But don't worry, Jinsaki will tell us what's actually happening once Dip shows to sleep. Number seven. <laughs> do, I have, do I have this all right? Our border is wide open. China's biological weapon is surging. We closed our pipelines, but opened Russia's. The Taliban is back in charge. We are defunding the police, and people with penises are women. What did I miss? That's a good one. Number eight. Joe Biden opposed the raid to kill bin Laden. At least he lost Afghanistan in seven months. Number nine. And that's one thing that I, I remember. The, that is the only thing that I could ever recall giving Barack Obama credit on was getting the hell out of the way so that those guys could do this. That I, I was ecstatic when they got that rotten bastard. Like I, I was happy about that. Yes. Um, number nine. Remember when people held hands and, and jumped to their death out of the Twin Towers? Neither does the President of the United States. Pretty poignant. Mm. Yeah, so, uh, and, you know, Mark Milley is the one that was studying white supremacy and transgenderism. And, again, they they were floating the rainbow flag over that embassy. And how all that worked for you, dude? How did the identity politics work out on the world stage in, in a military conflict?
2: It didn't. It didn't. So,
1: um, but I, I, and, I... Go ahead.
2: Oh, well, that Robert O'Neill, like, obviously, that guy's... I mean, that guy's... Uh, bonafide badass like there's no two ways about it. Uh and and he went on Newsmax and they did a uh, they did an interview of him also and he was just talking about um he was talking a little bit about when he did kill bin Laden and they were asking him, you know, what what was he doing or whatever and he basically said like that dude was no leader. He's no like he he's no leader. He's a coward like he used his wife as a human shield. Like that guy was trying everything in the world to you know to keep from getting shot, but he said, you know, luckily she was five four, and I, you know, Bin Laden was 6'4", so it was an easy shot. So, uh, but he he also went on to make a couple of good points on uh, on the uh, the the embassy and stuff, um, just by simply saying that they the Afghani people. For one, they're like they were scared of Trump, and uh, and there's clips of Trump uh, back I don't know a couple of years ago saying that, you know, if you mess with us, we will do things to you, you know, that have never been done, and so by and large they were left alone, and uh, because they knew that guy was he you know he wasn't incompetent and uh, like our current city and president he wasn't, he
1: wasn't a coward like Barack Obama he yes. wasn't a limp wristed pacifist that wears mom jeans and sends pallets of money
2: yeah (laughs) and it's not so much it it speaks more that what he was saying that the chinese and the russian embassies are still there they're not closed yeah so to me that speaks volumes because the american embassy was overrun and we were lifting people off of rooftops well, to, to they, be fair, there, there's probably a lot of money flowing through
1: both said embassies to the Taliban themselves, if I had to guess. And look, dude, I, you know what I mean? I'm I, I, i,
2: I I'm far and, removed from all that, but... And probably so, but that's what... Ro- the point Robert O'Neill was making was these people, like the Chinese people... Oh, they fear them. They're not cowards. They'll yeah. kill you. Mm-hmm. And the Russian people, they're not cowards. You know damn they well will, they'll kill you. They race. will kill you. And see, they just don't have the same fear... Of the Americans with with this guy at the helm, yeah, no, and and they
1: shouldn't. Um, again, when you're champion championing the the things that they do, and and making the the focal point, and this is just from their perspective because as we've talked about ad nauseum, there's a reason that they make the focal point these these um oddball, weird sexual, social issues, but those people there, they they. They look at that as what they're supposed to look at it as, as a sign of weakness because those are designed to make America weaker by making people less intelligent. And that's one of the things, too, man, like, and I've said this on this show before, is that with the benefit of hindsight, that, um, you know, there's, there's, no, there's no good reason we should have been there under these circumstances. And I think, again, in, in my armchair quarterback opinion, with the rules of engagement that were in place, and that's from reading – Marcus Luttrell's book, uh, Chris Kyle's book, Robert O'Neill's book, and a, a slew of others. Uh, Robert's Ridge, and so one of the common commonalities between all of those books was the the people that the trigger pullers do not like the rules of engagement and the uh, the threat of bureaucrats in Washington over their livelihood for yes. making one wrong move in a theater of war, and so um, you, they put those guys in a horrific spot. I mean, and so when you're dealing with people that don't mind strapping bombs to a child that makes a very difficult scenario for
2: anybody It makes it impossible. Yeah. But so. and see he he went on to talk about that in that same interview on uh on Newsmax I believe was talking about not only um pulling out of Afghanistan Americans pulling out of Afghanistan but the timing of it he was like man the the timing of this was like it was horrible. He said, "For the last twenty years, we've been calling right now fighting season. Like that's like that's when these guys go to work. This is this is fighting season." But he's like, "Man, when you get these these lawyers and these politicians and stuff, what they're thinking? Like their whole their their mindset behind this is midterm elections. Mm-hmm. It's like and and the two don't like they don't coincide. You can't have." I mean, oh, the they Democrats are yeah, about to just, find
1: that out. I think.
2: Yeah, they they just don't go together, and it doesn't make for obviously any kind of smart, logical military strategy. Right. Um, but yeah, that guy, he's he's brutal, man, and uh, so we, and obviously, I, I'm thankful for for everything that that guy's done for uh, for this country, and he obviously knows a lot more about sacrifice, true sacrifice. Uh, more than I do and most Americans. Cool. So th- thank you for that guy. And thank you for anybody else that served in this country, man. And I'm absolutely, I, and, and honestly, we've been over there for 20 years, man. I've, I personally have family that have went over to Iraq and Afghanistan and have served. And uh, man, you guys are amazing. I thank you guys. I thank you, you men and women for your sacrifice. And I feel like this is a slap in the face to all of those people um that that served and that are serving and that would probably go back and serve just to right this wrong
1: i i agree with that statement but i also agree with something that you said off air uh before about as far as look dude if you want to send because war profiteering is real and there's obviously some of that going on a large amount of that going on right now um I mean, there's contracts for everything. A lot of people, like take Liz Cheney for an example, and her father, Dick Cheney. There's a reason that that Trump said what he said about them. There's a reason that we already knew. The left has been talking about it for years, calling them warmongers, calling George W. Bush a warmonger. And I'm not saying that that George W. Bush necessarily was or was not. I do think that that Liz Cheney and her her father probably are their deal with Blackwater and all that. They, They made a lot of money. And so, and at the expense of other people's children, You know, you had made the statement, you know, why don't y'all lace up some boots and go over there, take your ass over there, you know what I mean? Yes. You don't want to do that. And so, really, when you start to talk about the rules of engagement and look at the way some of these these guys get treated, people, I want people to understand, and, and again, this is my opinion, those politicians look at our military. They don't like our military. The left doesn't like our military. They don't appreciate our military. They don't respect our military. They don't respect individual military members when they see them in public. They don't care. They have no appreciation for a Vietnam vet. They have no appreciation for these people's sacrifice. And so the left, only just like with police, only to the point that it becomes convenient, they look at the left like they look at law enforcement right now. And so they don't have an appreciation for that. Therefore, they, they don't... they're. And look, dude, the same people that spit on soldiers returning from Vietnam are the same ones that hate the police. They're the same ones that hate these guys now. And yeah. people like Robert O'Neill, he would probably agree with what I just
2: said. I'd bet money on it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I would just about guarantee it. But, yeah, I, and honestly, people that, that have gone over there and literally true patriots that have risked, life and limb so to go over somewhere you know just in some dust bowl somewhere where you know it's inhospitable it's hot it's it's not a nice place to be and it's definitely not home Mm -hmm. so in some foreign land and and that's what the left is so good at because in the middle of you know we're we're getting rid of history we're tearing down statues all of this stuff and a lot of people you know like what you said with the, uh, like, nobody wants to go over there. None of these politicians want to go over there and, and get their hands dirty or do any of this or face any of these hardships. All you want to do is make policy. And what they seem to forget, they, and they want somebody to do, you know, their bidding on their behalf and obviously profit off all of it. None of them are going broke, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, none of them are going, you know, having PTSD or, you know, from from Or sitting. coming
1: home without limbs or yes. not coming home at all.
2: But, and... The, the getting rid of history part, like our first president was a soldier before he was president. Sure, absolutely. So this guy, like, that's what America like. Though that's a one of America's founding fathers. That's the that's the type of people that that built this country. And now you've got lawyers and and just career politicians and these crooked pricks that just profit all of all of this. And then. When it comes a little bit close to your doorstep, like they say it did on the January sixth, the insurrection that wasn't so when it comes a little bit close to your doorstep, you don't like that you don't like the you don't like the idea that you may be hurt for for you know for wronging someone or for you know what I mean <laughs> you feel like you've been slighted, and then you know what's I, her what's her name the nut bar a o c you know she's two blocks away and she's got PTSD. Oh, yeah, she's a sexual assault victim and
1: she never was sexually assaulted in that, which she says she was when she was younger or something. I don't, I don't believe anything she says. I, You have a story on that, right?
0: American troops cannot and should not be fighting in a war and dying in a war that
2: Afghan forces are not willing to fight for themselves. He's right. We've had troops there for 20 years. They fought. They sacrificed their family sacrifice, so that we wouldn't have a terrorist attack in America planned in a foreign country. Why should our soldiers be fighting radicals in a civil war in Afghanistan? We've got our own on Capitol Hill. Which that that right there is uh, Stephen Colbert. So a guy that was honestly, he wasn't funny when he was on Comedy Central.
1: No, dude, Stephen Colbert, uh, and he he was on The Office. Like, uh, I love the office and uh even his stuff on there was uh i think he i mean it it made me like maybe chuckle a little bit but but he didn't write it anyway so he's not funny
2: he's not funny at all no but the comment that he just made is is we shouldn't be over there um fighting terrorists because we have our own homegrown terrorist here. And what he's trying to say <clears throat> is the, the, which, and for everybody that's not here that didn't see the video, they showed a picture of the, uh, the on January 6th, um, people up at the Capitol. So what he's trying to do is draw a correlation between. Uh, oh, that's terrorists, totally the same, yeah. Yeah, so he's trying to draw a correlation between actual real terrorists that will drag you out in the street and put a bullet in you And uh, actually, rule by fear, and but versus um, all of the people that showed up on January sixth, and that were all unarmed, and the one casualty that was sustained um, was a female veteran um, that was no doubt at this point killed by someone in the government because if it wasn't... Oh, they know who that is. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely, and so... Well, I mean, the, the name has been released. Okay, so, yeah, and I mean, but the thing is, and you know from from the get-go that, that if it wasn't, like, they would be raking somebody across the coals within, I don't know, the next 12 hours, you know, after <laughs> January 6th, so... But that's just, that's dangerous, um... <laughs> That kind of talk right there, trying to lump American citizens in. And that's basically, like, that's not talking about just those people there at January 6th that were at the Capitol. They think that if you think <clears throat> that they don't think that about everyone that voted for Trump, oh, absolutely. you're dead wrong. Yeah, that's
1: a, that's a great point. Um but that's what these celebrities do. They toe the line. And, in fact, I'm, I'm glad you, you brought that up, and this is a little bit different but in the same vein because we we talked about Arnold Schwarzenegger, obviously, last week, and so one of his big sponsors is done. Like, they're out after yes. he said that. And, and the CEO of that company even said, like, man, it hurt me because
2: – Yeah, it was Redcon.
1: Yeah, uh, and the CEO was just saying that uh, – To see my childhood hero say that, man, I put up with a lot, and then, man, I can't do it. And man, kudos to that dude. Yes, like that man, good on you. And and so, and when there's a lot of things to I could say about this, but um, and trying to kind of stay on a, a straight path here in my in my thought process, that's what I was talking about. People being able to do things on an individual level. Granted, that guy is probably a little more successful than we are. I'd say, but um. He did that individually, and that's going to make a big impact. And, man, that gasses other people up. It shows you don't have to take this crap. It also shows Arnold Schwarzenegger. Dude, that's not popular. Like, and by the way, as a side note, you played a T-800 in a movie. You're not really a T-800 talking like that. (laughs) Just, Just so you know. Yeah. Because I've seen that with so many actors, dude. Robert De Niro being one of them, bro. Like, you play a gangster in a movie, somebody in the real world will slap your old ass. Number two... And I think, you know, like Stephen Colbert being in the office and and being on Comedy Central stuff like that, and you see that with with uh, Jimmy Kimmel and so many so many others. But that's how this propaganda works, and so it, it could work one of both ways. So that guy that that owns Redcon, nah, man, I draw the line here. Whereas the younger generation, because they idolize this person and the, the, they're so idealistic and they look up to these people, especially when they're younger, they have that influence over the younger generation. And Arnold Schwarzenegger is finding out that doesn't carry over as people grow grow older and develop and, and work and start to realize what the score really is. You're not at an age where you can really do that and have, have great effect. Has well, somebody been working on their triceps a little bit? Okay, just checking.
2: Oh, all right, okay. Along that same note, man, and you're – you're talking about that guy um not necessarily having the bass and the voice that he once had is not only redcon, but there's a couple of strong men. I know for one, uh, Robert O'Burst, which that guy I've, I watched that guy on YouTube just because he's a big I think his YouTube channel is his YouTube channel is called American Monster. Like and that guy is. He's an actual strong man. And uh the uh the other guy, Brian Shaw, Shaw Strength, any of his stuff, like these guys are like the, these guys don't. They're not like Arnold. They don't have show muscles. Like they don't go and work out to look pretty. These are actual guys that deadlift cars. So and it did not. And true Americans and it did not resonate with those people either. Mm-hmm. So even the people that would be in Arnold's sphere of influence, they're not signed up for that. Yeah, like that. That did not resonate well with 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 anybody. So and yeah. that Shawstra, that the Brian Shaw guy, which I mean, that guy's an absolute monster. He's six foot eight. He's four hundred and fifty some odd pounds. He's he's absolutely just a just a monster of a man. Yeah. And uh, but he tore an Arnold poster down off of his gym nice. wall. Yeah. And uh, and you know good and well if they if these guys are lifting weight, if they've gone through all of the the hardships and stuff to to obviously build themselves Sacrifice. into a, just an absolute physical powerhouse that they've looked up to that guy. Absolutely. And, uh, man, but you know what they look up to more? The Stars and Stripes, man. Absolutely. Like, they love their country. Yeah, and it, and it, for better or worse, man, Arnold, you can kick rocks,
1: buddy. Well, even, dude, when you're talking about, free, he said freedom. He said, screw your freedom. He didn't say screw the flag. And, and granted, I don't disagree with you, but I'm like, the nuance of, Screw your freedom. No. Yeah. That's not—and and so I'm glad that—and that, that's it. Again, individually, those guys on their YouTube channel, like, that— Look, if the left had it the way they want, what they—that guy ripping that down would be unpopular, and then they, they would take it on the shit. But the thing is, it's not unpopular. But that's why you see, like—so one reason, like, and, and me and my brother have talked about this. Uh, Lady Gaga— I don't know much about her. I know she's been around for a long time at this point. But just, like, one day, like, because I don't listen to the radio. and I haven't for a long, long time. I'm not in tune with pop culture too much. But it's like, how, where did this person come from? Like, I just started hearing this name. Like, you didn't build yourself up. Like, for an example, in the 90s, like Pearl Jam or Stone Temple Pilots, where you can see the history of how they worked their way through bars and this, that, and the other, and they made a big break. Where do you people even come from? But using Lady Gaga as the example, you're a flaming liberal that pushes this agenda, and then you hook in all these little kids, the little kids, just like uh, Miley Cyrus. They idolize you, and then you exert influence. Uh, what's the, the other blonde-headed, the Taylor Swift? Same thing. Like, you kept your mouth shut until, until you didn't, and then you had those people hooked in thinking you were one thing, and then you said another. So, like, you, you could influence people. That's why they do it. Because, like, you're either going to have the effect of what Arnold did or I agree with them. Like, I look up to them so much, and I idolize them so much, I'm going to listen to what they say. But when somebody says, screw your freedom, nobody should listen, dude. Like, because what you thought you were saying was, screw your freedom if you don't want to get this vaccine. No, 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 no. you can leave it at screw your freedom, and that's applicable to everybody, even people that, that, that have got, chosen to get a vaccine. You don't say screw people's freedom in the United States of America, dude. That that's not, that would never, ever go over well, and it might go over well 30 years from now when they see what they want to do through fruition, which personally, I don't think they will, but I, I don't think that'll ever happen, but if they, if they could fulfill their agenda, hey, you might get away with that, but still to this day, that's proof positive we're still on the right track. You ain't getting away with it, Arnold. Screw yeah. you, dude, which...
2: And those two guys that I just talked about, those guys are typically pretty apolitical people. Yes, like not people that would, you know. I mean, they they obviously have YouTube channels, but they're not political channels. These guys are talking about ways to, you know, to build muscle or showing feats of strength mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like, well, th- but not only that, though, people that, that,
1: that make the sacrifice of personal fitness, especially even that level, are probably going to be p- pretty uh, self-conscious or, or conscientious, rather, of what they put into their body. Dude, as a bodybuilder, and, dude, who knows if, Ar- if Arnold Schwarzenegger actually got the thing himself, I that's don't true. know, yeah. but like, dude, you guys were always con- Arnold Schwarzenegger had to have always been conscientious of about what he put into his body, but now you're telling other people what they should put into that. No, nah, dude, that that just doesn't bode well, man. And so, um, but rambling back to to Cole saying that trying to uh, you know equate those people to terrorists, um, that's super tone deaf. And I, I would ha- I would kind of reiterate what you said earlier about how offensive that's probably probably would be to the people that have that, that have died or or lost limbs or, or suffered PTSD, you know, being over there dealing with actual terrorists. The people on 9-11, yeah. you know what I mean? The families of the victims of 9-11, I would say that would I would imagine that's probably pretty offensive if people thought about the thought about that. But the again, people that are so disconnected like Stephen Colbert, they they can't relate to that. They don't understand any of that. Again, they're mouthpieces, they'll yak. But they don't understand common people. They don't understand what, what people go through. They again you've you've got a job spreading and that's the thing, like disinformation is deadly. Really? What's the percentage on this again? Like disinformation
2: is deadly. You yeah. you guys spread- I'll tell you what's deadly, dude. How about the suicide rate in veterans? Yeah. You don't I, see oh, that you don't see that kind of suicide rate in politicians. Oh, no. oh, dude, why you- why not? Yeah. What well, you guys are you guys are apparently suffering PTSD, are you not? You claim you are. Yeah. Like, no, you guys aren't offing yourselves in droves. No, but
1: the Capitol Police, there's four of those four Capitol Police that were in attendance on on the sixth have committed suicide. Four, two in in one week, just a few weeks ago. Four out hmm. of however many hundreds were there? That's odd. That is odd. So it might be quantified as Arkansas. I don't know. So I, that I don't know what that's about, <laughs> but it's very very very
2: peculiar. But. Um, but, but yeah, that that's that's dangerous talk. That's what that's that is what these people, these political elites, these talking heads on on TV, on YouTube, on whatever whatever media outlet that they occupy. That's what they think of you and I. That's not just that that's not just an isolated incident that he's focusing on in January 6th. He thinks that of all Trump supporters, mm-hmm. of all people oh. on the right, of 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 all conservatives. So, and that's dangerous talk. Sure. Especially considering that, like you said earlier, one of the Taliban's first moves when they took over, you know, regained control in Afghanistan was going door to door. Hey, we're going to take your guns. mm -hmm. We'll protect you now. mm -hmm. Why is that? Oh, for sure. Why is that the first move of every stinking dictatorship that moves into anywhere? Yep every time. It's to unarm the populace. We'll take care of you. Don't worry about it. You know, you're 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 safe with us now.
1: Yeah, and, and that you'll you'll see the mainstream media still trying to convince people of, of what's actually go, or what's going on over there and do the, the on the ground organic internet footage is, is always gonna show the reality versus what you're trying to sell. So
2: yeah, because it seemed like those people that were hanging on for dear life to that C-17, like, they felt real safe. So bad. Up next, we have a Utah high
1: school teacher on the first day of school that unbeknownst to her was being recorded. And this is kind of a long clip. I did not have time to segment this up, and I really didn't want to segment it up because there's some really, really good stuff in here. And so I may I may stop and, and then move, but... Uh, this will be Rex's first time listening, so here we go. I
0: straight up call it out. i like so over it. Okay. Okay, hey, well, I would be super proud of you if you chose to get the vaccine. But yeah. So like hey, this is awesome. Great <laughs> <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Is <laughs> Yeah. We'll just keep getting Delta. We'll just keep getting variants over and over and over until people get vaccinated. It's never going to end. Exactly. It could end in five seconds if people were vaccinated.
1: And so that's what I'm going to do is segment this up so we can kind of dissect it piece by piece. Yes, you you can end the the. The virus that was manufactured in a Chinese lab—you can end that in five seconds if you would just all get vaccinated.
2: And these people are teaching your children.
1: All oh, it gets way better,
2: way better. But, and man, I, and we've talked about it before, man. Just try and try do. It, it's. There's so many different facets of what is going on in that school room. And oh, why she's going to run the, the litany of every... Uh, well, I mean, just why it's allowed to happen. And, and like, the thing is, like, to, in, in, in today's society, it's, it's almost a bad thing if a woman doesn't work. And even on the right, people say that, you know, women, it's, it's, it's not a really popular view for a woman to be a stay-at-home mother. It's like, well, you're sitting at home, you're wasting your life, you know? So you end up with this weird, <clears throat> and I'm going somewhere with this, but you end up with this weird thing where the, the okay, so woman feels like she's wasting her life. She's got kids at home. So she goes and gets a job so that, you know, the family can pay somebody else to raise the kids and then she goes to work for some other man somewhere at some company or whatever. And and like I said, it's not even a popular view among the right for a woman to stay at home, raise her kids. But the thing is, America, we have to have to have a little bit of fiscal responsibility, responsibility enough to put yourself in a, in a position to where you're able to keep your wife at home. And you talk about it all the time. Your sphere of influence, your, ch- your wife and your children are absolutely mm-hmm. the absolute core of oh, that they're, sphere they're of influence. your insurance. unequivocal responsibility. And, and you have to, you have to, I, and man, it takes sacrifice, but conservatism requires sacrifice. A lot of the stuff we talk about requires sacrifice, and it requires it, but you have to, have to be able, keep your, if, keep your wife at home homeschool if you can and keep them out of these freaking government (laughs) propaganda just absolute institutes that that just indoctrinate your kids to to believe garbage that that you're not teaching at home they're coming home and they're having these little ideals planted in their head by some stranger somewhere oh Oh, this yeah it you'll We'll see that, and it's totally right here in just a moment. But, uh,
1: And this isn't like a frugality uh, talk show, uh, a la Dave Ramsey slash financial, but um, <laughs> our refrigerator that's uh, 17 years old went out uh, a couple days ago, and the compressor wouldn't kick on. So, you know, uh, just go buy a new one. Nah, all the new ones are loaded with circuit boards. I know two people with four, both have $4,000 refrigerators, and uh, they've had issues out of both. Um, and actually... I think both have been on the show before. But, uh, dude, I mean, me personally, $4,000 refrigerator is not my speed. I don't know if that's, like, the new price of what refrigerators yeah. are. Know. I would I don't, don't
2: need a fridge with an iPad on it. I need a <laughs> fridge to keep stuff cold. <laughs> yeah,
1: dude, so I bought a $12 relay, and boom, I'm back in business. <laughs> yeah. Like, the dude, life life hacks. But, and that's kind of what I was talking about before, though. Like, with a lack of – um
2: uh. But that requires you doing, being able to turn a wrench, have a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of manly skills. Like, not all of this stuff that they've tried to breed out of you in these classrooms with toxic masculinity. Like, it's not toxic masculinity. It's being handy. Oh, for sure. being able to do stuff. Like, so what? You got a little grease under your fingernails, something like that. Like, I mean. Well, that, which, so, uh,
1: I took the capacitor out of it, went down to a, uh, locally owned freaking appliance store, dude, dude, owned it for 40 years, Trump supporter, by the way, sends me down to the basement where the redneck guy that, that his fixed appliances for 30 plus years is at, you don't need that. You need, you need the relay. Go back, get the relay off it, pull it off. It, it, shake it. If it's making racket, it, you need, you need one. I got them here. So I didn't want to drive back to, to that town that I was in for work. And so I went in our town. And so yeah, I can order that forty six bucks. Nah, dude, I went I went back to to this place uh, later in the day, twelve bucks, two minutes back in business. But um, again, the dependency on all these modern things and convenience makes people a slave to this crap. Like, there's a the point of diminishing returns with convenience, and I think that Americans—that's one p- point of which their complacency stems from—is their inability to function. With Like, the statistics on people that can fix stuff without Google is always going down. Like, the the younger generations depend on a phone to be able to find out how to fix something. And so, in some aspects, the phone's convenient, but you need to learn, uh, you know, the basic process of elimination when you're trying to problem-solve on a mechanical, anything mechanical, and that's not always easy. And sometimes I got got to, which my dad's, when he's gone, it's going to suck. I'll be kind of dead in the water in some aspects. He's a great resource. He can fix anything, and dude, under his tutelage, I can damn near fix anything too. But all that to say, I'm I'm, obviously I'm building off your point on this this uh, video, (laughs) so we're way off base here. But that's one way you get to that point, man. Like keeping domain over your stuff, yeah. repairing your own vehicles. And, like, dude, my boss has a, a 2019 Honda Pilot. I had to drop him off on the way home at the Honda dealership because they just had to put a wiring harness in the dash. 18,000 miles on this vehicle, dude. And they can't—it's it's having electrical problems. And it's a Honda. And so—but he's like, man, this has got too many electronics. It's got the iPad-style dash and all touchscreen all that, man. Like, you get to a point where this stuff—and in, in, in knowing— what quality control is or isn't the way these things are built anymore. The yeah. employees, like I, I watched one of the, the auto manufacturers that we deal with for work when they they went to, they, they bought out the long-term employees and moved to a staffing agency through the quality plummeted. Uh, even even the, the manufacturing facility became more dirty. Cigarette butts around, trash everywhere. Like, dude, temp workers aren't going to do the job of of, of a long-term vested employee. And so- and the quality of these automobiles, and that's one
2: aspect of why the
1: quality is, is, is going
2: down. But, uh, I'm, Wait, yeah. Well, uh, I'm just saying, like, be be involved, be engaged in your child's life, and at the very least, you know, parent teacher conferences, you know, <laughs> PTO stuff like that. Well, she's this be, woman's going to say some things, and it, it,
1: so let let's let this woman get some of this okay. more wind out of her her. Uh, I'll try and say it and listen. And uh, well, because we're going to have some real specific stuff, because she, she's going to cover that. So, very specifically, mind you.
0: Yes. I hate Donald Trump. I'm going to say it. I don't care what y'all think. Trump sucks. <laughs> he's a sexual predator, he's a literal
1: He's a sexual predator and a literal moron. Um, He's not a sexual predator, and even if he was a sexual predator, which he's not, to 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 say that he sucks on the pretext that he's a sexual predator and not address Joe Biden, dude, come on, come on, man.
2: Yeah, that I mean, he's a literal moron. He's a billionaire. He's and he's the president. We literally just went through a litany of Democrats. That were, you know, under in some sort in, yeah, in some sort of sexual scandal. Barney Frank. I mean, dude, I could, I could go all day. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You just mentioned Joe Biden, and yeah. I forgot all about the gift that keeps on giving, Hunter Biden. Yes. Like, so yeah, he's an but, artist, dude. Give, and give I, I guarantee you, she she loves Biden. She loves the yes, Democrats. She's, absolutely, they're they're great. <laughs> no, no. Don't tie
0: the no, no. to the freaking admin. They don't no, give,
1: no. give a crap. No, no. And that's profound as well, because she knows that, and we'll we'll get to the end. Everybody stay calm, trust me.
2: I'm trying. Oh. Trust she's me. probably tenured and she's protected by the teachers' union and all that good stuff. So she
1: don't, she's don't like, make me spoil it. She's fired. She's she got fired over this. So uh, and because the the, Jesus. the parents stood up, and that and so that's the key. Like, and this kind of bolsters my argument. And like, sure, as an absolute individual, maybe not. But dude, several parents stood up and demanded that she was fired. She's fired. And so, but that the bad thing is, she knew in that environment, if the parents had not stood up, the administration who agreed with her would do nothing. The difference is, dude, you work for us. We're not going to tolerate this, and and you shouldn't. This is in Utah, by the way. If I didn't already mention that.
0: Yes. No he is not. What are you talking about? Turn off Fox News. your parents
1: to And and that's another thing I've I've heard that debating at work for years. Turn off um, Fox News. Dude, I've never owned cable. I'd rarely if like dude within the last year, I'll catch some Tucker Carlson clips on YouTube. Um but no i've I've never gave a – like my dad if if I'm at dad's house, he'll have like the five which I detest i I don't like Jesse waters, I don't like the gutfield the gutfield guy's a gutless prickhead i I think they're all a bunch of hacks I think they're partisan garbage Brett bears trash uh what was the one guy uh but but that's 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 a bon you know when someone says that they're a drive by like dude they don't they, they Everything is at the very surface. You're seeing everything she's got. Somebody like me, and I'm not that smart, somebody like me would eviscerate this woman. Like you would stand no chance in any type of date with anybody with a half a brain.
0: This is my classroom, and if you guys are gonna put me at risk, you're gonna hear about it. Because I have to be here. I don't have to be happy about the fact that there's kids coming in here with their variants that could possibly get me or my family sick. That's
1: rude. You look like a lesbian. I doubt you have a family.
0: And I'm not going to pretend like it's not. Oh, so don't ask you me. Have all the That's damn right. <laughs> 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 I'm not going to pretend. I'm not going to lie. If you ask me a legit question, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sugarcoat it either. Because y'all need to hear the truth. Hey, I gonna set the tree. You have a dentist. I'm also just a dumb teenager. You don't have to be, though. That's the thing. Most of y'all parents are dumber than you. I'm going to say that out loud.
2: Most of y'all parents is dumber than you. Yeah, wow, that's, well, that's, that's pretty profound. The thing is, too, like, with – with and COVID's been a real eye-opener, I think, for, for myself and for a lot of people. But just for the simple fact that it's brought out at that between COVID and uh, pretty much any form of social media, giving anybody a platform to make themselves uh, have this false sense of importance and all of that stuff, like, she's worried about – Y'all are going to come in this classroom and give me all of your variants and all of your, like, you're, you have this false sense of importance. Like, if something, you're so worried about you because you are so important. Right. But more important than people's individual liberty for sure. Yeah. You're, you are so important that if anything were to happen to you, this world would just quit spinning. (laughs) Like, I mean, yes. You're just so, you're so self-centered, self-absorbed, like you think you're so important. You're so important. I can barely even look at you. You're just too important. I If if there was ever a reason to get off of social media, she's like a mixture is, I,
1: of God and Fergie.
2: Yeah, I I don't like I Can't even look at you right now. <laughs> yeah. Like honestly, she's she's like you you can't gaze upon her like you sure, know what i mean you know, if, yeah. and if she okay. was if, gone if something happened to her i mean she looks very stereotypical and she is
1: uh she's overweight if you people are so concerned about these variances perhaps you should try to shed about uh you, you could stand to lose about 80
2: you know what i'm saying about a hundo. <laughs>
1: yeah 80 to 100 <laughs> yeah, sure yuck. yeah buck 20
2: whatever yeah and that's the thing. And we've talked about it from the beginning, from the onset of the COVID stuff. Like, I know we, a way
1: you could shed some weight real quick.
2: They'd have to fill you with embalming fluid in a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. But we've we've talked about it. Like, everything's got its risk. You know what? It, it Like, you just have to be an adult, do a little risk assessment, you know, gauge risk versus reward. If it's too risky to come to school, do your job, teach your class, all of that stuff stay at home oh that's the thing you said i
1: i have to be here no 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 you don't have to be there you're free to quit all day every
2: day you don't don't have to be there you can go do whatever the hell you want you ain't got to be here big go work in some totalitarian institute that forces any and every employee to wear a mask yes that's where you need to be absolutely exactly because you don't need to like you have no place in a free society yeah could agree more let's listen
0: My parents are freaking dumb. Okay? And the minute I figure that out, the world opens up. You don't have to do everything your parents say, and you don't have to believe everything your parents believe. Because most likely you're smarter than them. And
2: you don't have to believe everything that CNN says.
1: Well, what, is, what all does that extend to? Your parents are dumb if they tell you to, to not do drugs and don't drink and, and some very
2: basic... Yeah, don't have unprotected sex. Yeah.
1: No, don't listen to your parents. I mean, that you're trying to influence... Like, but, and I'm sure her parents are probably... And you talk probably
2: re- regular blue collar sure working voted for class Trump. people.
1: Yeah, and so you think they're stupid, but likewise, like I said before, dude, I guarantee you, if this bar breaks down, she's gonna call her freaking father. You and know what I'm a, saying? Yeah, she's, and, you're not gonna call your lesbian girlfriend unless and, she's more dykish than you, which oh, I don't and she know.
2: thinks she's smarter because she went to some college and got some degree. And you know what? I know more than you. Do. I know more than my parents do now. All of those right. years of experience they lack, like they they add up to absolutely nothing. She's sure. smarter than you are yeah. now. And the, and the way
1: our society is structured of what tangible benefit is the horseshit they put into your brain. So you're, if you're <laughs> so smart, why are you doing this? Why are you subjecting yourself to the dangers of the variances at this relatively low-paying job? Because you're a teacher, and we all know teachers don't make enough. If you're so smart, why are you stuck here doing this? And why can you figure out how to shut them extra pounds? Be? I
2: mean, <laughs> you, know, you ain't that smart. Yeah. You didn't go for, like, sports medicine. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Physical fitness. <laughs> <laughs> you can believe what you want to believe,
0: but keep it quiet in here, because I'm probably going to make fun of you. <laughs> What Politics? Which yes. you went into, you asked me. It's kind of fun talking about it. Oh, I could go off on it the whole entire class period if you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not going to say anything. You If you don't believe in climate change, get the hell
1: out. <laughs> I'll,
0: I'll be dead. <laughs> okay? Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's,
2: oh, she's going to cover it all.
1: It's coming.
0: You're the problem with the world. <laughs> okay? If you're a homophobe, get out. Because I am the GSA faculty advisor. I love gay people. All LGBTQIA+, mother.
1: Yeah, so she kicked the air when she If you did don't that.
0: like it, get out. I, if I hear you say a damn word against any of them, I will open a can, and I will make your life a living hell. And they know it. If you say shiz to any LGBTQ kid in this school, I will hear about it, and you will be in trouble.
1: Yeah, so she got fired for that, so that's, that's, uh, that's pretty phenomenal. But if you say shiz about any LGBTQ students, no matter what, even if they uh, if they do it first, I, you know, she's going to come after yeah. you. You're a pretty scary lady. To and and really, the good thing is, man, it's a win-win because now you don't have to expose yourself to the multiple variances. I I, I I misspoke. The infinite variances that will inevitably come down the pike. Um, that we've already, dude, we've got uh, so many names we've already come up with. So, yeah,
2: that uh, which typical toe in the the liberal line climate change well like i said she did she she did kick the air
1: you should try kicking the air some cardio kickboxing about uh 100 more times every day might burn off some of that poundage
2: it's has there ever been a bigger scam than global warming yes oh it's the
1: science dude everybody knows it's the science Dude, you, you're you anti science. Yeah, follow That's the all money. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> Look, dude. When now I will say this: the science on climate change is a lot more sound than their client. The the um, science on biology. So you should believe the science of climate change that is pushed by the same people that push the gender quote unquote science, right? That would make sense, right? If if you lie about if if you there's that word again.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that
1: word's got your number. Kate Here, why would you not be doing it there? It does. What? Why? It is how anybody falls for this is beyond me, dude. And maybe I'm the idiot. I don't know. Maybe I really am not that. Like maybe I'm just that dumb. Maybe. Maybe maybe we are maybe we maybe maybe, maybe, maybe
2: greta thorn thorn whatever her name yeah. thunberg yes Thornberg. maybe we should listen to children Shitberg. about climate change yeah but she looks really angry she's got an angry scowl and she's autistic right I, I don't i i know she's got an angry scowl i don't know about her autism but i think so i know i'll tell you what i've got some kids at home i'm going to go home <laughs> And I'm just going to pick their brain a little bit about all of their good theories and ideas. And it's probably going to have a lot to do with candy and staying up late.
1: Yeah. I, I think I'll do the same and it'll be butts and farts and poop. <laughs> like literally my five-year-old <laughs> told me get uh, poop and salt or something. It made no sense, but that's because I'm stupid. It makes yep. complete sense. If you're smart think it had something to do with global warming. Maybe he was talking about the cow poop and fart. <laughs> depleting the ozone layer. Have you looked at the ozone lately? Did you look at it today? I haven't. <laughs> Just because it's not there, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I got one more. I got one more. And that is election fraud. <clears throat> uh, so let's see who we have here. Tax
0: experts in Silicon Valley, Valley with whom I have met interfere with the operation of voting machines because still too many of them are linked to the internet. So there we are still very vulnerable. We are still very vulnerable.
2: We are still very vulnerable.
1: That was Hillary Clinton post twenty sixteen election loss. Huh. That's weird. So those
2: things are hooked to the internet.
1: Oh, we know they're hooked to the internet. And so everybody like uh, you know, my dad listens to the show and he's Sean, you say this every week. It's true, I do say this every week. It's not my fault. The gateway pundit says this every week. And I'm kinda like that stupid teacher. I believe everything they say. So um Joe Von Pulitzer, if for the people that don't know, that's the guy that invented the QR code and um the guy's pretty he's pretty brilliant um and you you can search uh von pulitzer and and look at like his kinetic analysis of of um paper ballots it's pretty brilliant um but the headline on gateway pundit is breaking big Von pulitzer arizona audit report will be delivered to senate on friday results results will be earth-shattering so even the the senate president karen fan in uh, arizona was saying she had. She wasn't aware of of what, in totality, it was going to be, that it could be nothing, and so here he is. On Thursday morning, American entrepreneur and inventor and data analyst Jovan Pulitzer joined Joe Hoff on Tomorrow's News Today, a new radio program on local local St. Louis 93.3 FM. Tomorrow's News Today airs from 16... Okay, I don't care about the plug for that because you guys don't want to plug us, so how about that? You can plug that in and smoke it. (laughs) During their discussion... Pulitzer dropped a couple huge bombs. One, he told Joe Hoff the Arizona forensic audit report will be delivered to the Arizona Senate on Friday. Two, Pulitzer told Joe Hoff this morning that the results of the audit will be earth-shattering. We'll post audio when it is available. And so my opinion is the reason, one one reason I said at the onset of this, this show that I thought the, uh, the stuff going on in Afghanistan was potentially... Um, calculated, or I do think is calculated. And again, I've kind of got a one-track mind. And personally, I think a lot of Americans have a one-track mind. Looking at the polling, everybody knows. And then again, seeing the ineptitude of this dumb man reinforces what I'm saying. The election was stolen. People know it. It's becoming more and more evident by the day. Everybody's talking about it, and everybody wants to see it. Some, even if they, know, they, they don't believe it'll be rectified, people want to see because they've hidden the evidence, and it's it's not that the evidence doesn't exist, it's because they've suppressed it at every turn. And so, I th- this is one big distraction from, in my opinion, because like the guy said, this is earth shattering. They'll have Maricopa County Board of Supervisors will not have an answer for this, they'll fight this out in court, and it'll be a pleasure to watch, but, the, you know, that, which in some aspects, especially when you're talking about the Supreme Court in relation to election fraud seemed to be compromised to me. It was very odd how that transpired, but, dude, and t- as of today, the RNC is saying, oh, there was election fraud. They've st- We've studied it over the last month since when we talked about the $300 million went missing. So now the RNC chair, Ronna McDaniel, which is Romney's niece, oh, we we regret that we said that because now it has come to light that there is evidence of enough election fraud to have swayed the election, and the reason is is because your coffers are getting dry, you rotten bastards. You knew there was election fraud the whole time, but now it's become politically convenient for them to say that because they couldn't keep getting the money without speaking a little bit to the truth. And so it doesn't care. They don't want to rectify that and put down. They don't want Donald. The RNC doesn't want didn't want Donald Trump in there in 2016. And they don't want him in there now. So and it was obvious by that behavior after the election was stolen Mitch McConnell like mitch McConnell's a terrible, terrible person he's a horrible crook and so um they 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 don't want to examine it, but that's okay because they're going to bring it to light but Maricopa county that they will have enough evidence that i I already know what's going to happen because I know what has happened. you stole it, and they'll find they'll find the numbers needed to to flip that state to Donald Trump, they have them guaranteed. Now, don't mistake what I'm saying. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I'll guarantee you they will show irrefutable evidence that uh, that it was that it was stolen. So, it and and that you could they they stole enough votes to cause Arizona to go to the to the wrong column. The he's not the rightful winner, and so hopefully, and that's I think that's because now Wisconsin you have more and more state legislatures signing on and more counties signing on for a full statewide forensic audit. The more that comes out, the more people are desiring to see what actually happened. Because, dude, again, you've got through and through bona fide liars throughout, interspersed throughout the media and all of the political spectrum that have done really hard work to cover this up. And I, And again, I'm sure some people are going to think I'm crazy. I don't put it past when you have a, a, a virus manufactured in a laboratory released at the most inopportune time for a sitting president to have to deal with, and then you wear him out 24-7 in the news cycle and, and still cannot win, do you think that they're above the withdrawal process going in this fashion to, to take, take some eyeballs away from that? And again, I, I mean, if it went smoothly... If the withdrawal went smoothly and wasn't occupying the entire news cycle, would it get the same? I mean, if it was going smoothly, would it get the same accolades in the media as it is going badly? And this is just my opinion. This just seems very, very peculiar. The timing and everything with this is way too damn convenient because when you look back at the Obama presidency, nothing like this happened. Dude, you sent pallets of money. You had uh, Fast and Furious, Benghazi. Dude the, the mainstream media didn't touch all that and you and so that's just like that teacher so oh well, you need to know the truth you're not going to find the truth on the media sources that you're looking at because they're not objective everybody knows this dude so you and and that's one of the things with our 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 side is that the people that are disenfranchised and don't want to vote anymore in x y and z which on a on a side note the guy that I had that text exchange with he he had fired up on me again and and I I I got a little more aggressive this time and you know, dude, dude conceded, you're right. I don't need to quit voting. I'm just frustrated. And so, which proves kind of my point is that, you, you know, you have to have the effect within your sphere of influence, sure. And I think in that particular instance, I did that. But people need to be looking at, at, at fact-based information. You're not going to get that from people that are saying, oh, yeah, they're chanting death to America, but... They're pretty friendly at the same time until they made you cover your face and every time she would flinch every time you could tell an AK was going off like oh flinch oh flinch oh but nobody else. the crazy thing is over there dude the people that live there they're not they're not it's, yeah. it, it ain't it's no just different Tuesday a, yeah you' even hearing like a bird chirp or something like <laughs> you know what I mean an en- a car engine just accelerating from a stoplight like they didn't seem to really care they definitely didn't flinch so it's uh that that place is so chaotic man. So that's where we're at on the election fraud. Hopefully we'll have something next week. I don't know that the stuff they're supposed to release tomorrow will be made public instantaneously, but we'll see. And I think we're going to call that a show for the evening. Any questions, comments, you want to call in, email us at info at commonmanscommonsense.com. And everybody take care until the next show. Have a good night. Sing along with the common people. Sing along, and it might just get you through... (laughs) we <laughs>